Start with like kind of where where it all started, like sleepless minds. Like that's, um, I guess we'll go later on into how you're also uh, into acting and film and okay. um, commercials and all that kind of thing, as well as being in like the street dance community as well. Okay. But um, particularly, I want to I want to hear first about like sleepless minds. Like how did you first come up with that? When did you start? Uh, what kind of drew inspiration for that? That's a good question. Well, basically, I <laughs> I found myself like up at night this was like a couple years up to high school but I found myself up at night just like constantly drawing I'd come up with these ideas at the most random time of the night and yeah I would just like act on that inspiration mm-hmm. so a lot of the time I would just be up until like sunrise sometimes just like sketching different ideas and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, just because I had like the freedom of time uh, around that that era but so uh, one of the nights I came up with this this image you know it was like somebody kind of like ha- ha- face in their hands um and they had like this like colorful brain at the top oh and okay it kind of symbolized like you know the power of creativity but then the responsibility that comes with it if you're trying to go for your dream and right you know okay. what i mean like it sounds cool to like go after your dreams but then when the work when you think about the work that's involved um it kind of all comes to a certain reality um so yeah actually this guy right here this was the original image that kind of like started the entire brand oh okay and we'll have b-roll playing of course you can see get a a closer look but okay so it's yeah the colorful brain on the top that yeah there's a there's a jewel in the middle to represent the power in having ideas and the power of thought and how everything comes from an idea Mm -hmm. the rings represent the achievements that you can make along the way but you see that tear and like the hands are kind of withered just to show all the hard work that you go through just and the doubt and other people's doubt the doubt yeah. in yourself that you got to go through just to make it and how old were you coming up with all these ideas <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was probably was like probably like around like 21 22 something like that's that. fire that's fire yeah, yeah, yeah. were you big into like just like uh, painting and um you know sketch art things of that sort at that age sketching for sure um Drawing was, like, my first, like, artistic expression that I really, like, dove into mm-hmm. as a child. Uh, painting came, like, way later. It came, like, a couple years into the brand. Right, okay. Yeah. And um, I guess from that point, when did you realize that this could be something greater? That you can actually, like, take on, like, take this on as, like, a business or, like, um, have this be what you do full time? Honestly, uh, it was like the community support, like, the, yeah. the reaction from some of my friends. I had, I did that image. It was one of the first times I actually took something and like did it digitally and colored it in on Photoshop and all that. And then I had it on my phone and I was just like showing some of the homies. I was just like super proud of the yo, this is I kind of want to do something with this. I don't know. I kind of want to see I might put this on a shirt or something. Yeah. Yo, you should do it. You should do it. And uh, I booked like one of my first commercials and got the money from that. And then just threw the whole thing into making a collection uh, and just went all in, and then it, it the response was dope. Like people were just supporting it, and that's when it kind of took off. I was like, "Yo, if I can do this, yeah, it's possible." What year would you say that was again? I know you talked about how old you were, but this was I would say so. This was like twenty fifteen, something like that. Like twenty thirteen, I was kind of playing around with the idea, showing people. Yeah, and then between fourteen and fifteen is when I was like doubling down and actually trying to like 
do this, like get the blanks and learning how to do that and like yeah. finding a print shop and all that stuff. I find the reason why I ask what year or what particular time period is because um, I'm really into like the creatives on like the internet and the things that people are doing, uh, particularly from like a media perspective. So like. Um, the different creators, like for example, Mr. Beast. I don't know if you know Mr. Beast. No, I don't think so. He's, pro- I would say, probably one of like the biggest um, creators on YouTube right now. Where like all his videos are like super, like um, I would say, high budget because it's like uh, we're gonna crush a Lamborghini in this massive like shredder that we have. Okay. So it's like a, I think I may have heard of him actually. But it's like you're like we're gonna try out this experiment in our backyard as like nineteen or like twenty four year old kids. So it's like <laughs> they have a lot of money to like just do all these cool yes. experiments with. Yeah. And the reason that that reminds me of that is because around that time, Jimmy, the guy that started Mr. V, he talks famously about how he would have studied like all the YouTubers that were doing their thing back then and that they were kind of putting money towards other things. So he was like, let me just reinvest all the money just back into what I'm doing, like mm. making the videos. Right. Yep. And it's the yep. same kind of like entrepreneurial mindset that I think a lot of like younger adults or younger kids had back in like 2015 around that era where yeah. it's like, yo, all, whatever money I have, like I'm going to put it into what I'm doing Facts. and just kind of go full, full fledged on it. I have time to mess up if I do. So be it. But like, it's the the courage and I guess the the willingness to bet on yourself I guess at that point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, I yeah, that just facts. reminds me I think around that time too like you could go onto YouTube and find anything at that point so it's like you had the inspiration to see what other people are doing globalization was happening because you can just see everybody in every part of the world doing their thing so it's like oh if they can do something I can probably do something in my neighborhood too or yeah. whatever the case may be Exactly. When you yeah. started, uh, did you have any like family support, or did you have anybody kind of helping you, or was it just you on your own? No, actually, um, uh, not no, but they actually did have uh, support. My family definitely was very supportive of okay. it. Um, they've always seen that I've been like super interested in art, and they're like, hey, yeah. as long as you can like support yourself somehow like we'll support it you know what i'm saying yeah was it was that one of your family members because i remember when we first clicked up it was at the um the i guess it was the juneteenth or the black uh yeah it was the juneteenth celebration in vancouver not this year but last year was it at sunset beach sunset beach when i first locked in with you and i was like yo like we gotta like get together do some content uh was there some of your family that were with you at that time yeah yeah my my mom was actually there uh she was doing her thing too she's she does catering Mm -hmm. okay dope food yeah so yeah she was she was doing her thing there too that's fire because i i don't know what it was i remember looking and i was like this seems like a family affair like it seems like i didn't know if your mom or like you had other family members that were helping you like uh doing the clothing or anything Mm -hmm. but it looked like they were there like you know on on their stuff as well yeah, too that's yeah. what i was getting sometimes so. you know they just pull up sometimes my brothers will just pull up and just like chill or yeah like, like you need help with the booth and yeah it's all love yeah that's fire so i guess at that point um to kind of go further along the story mm-hmm. or i guess the the line that i'm thinking how things happen um you start kind of uh did you kind of jump full force into it or were you doing something else on this on the side at that particular moment in time Oh man, um, I was I was working like white spot as a dishwasher. Yeah, like, <laughs> get it how you can, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, man. for sure. I was like, but we all been there. Exactly, bro. <laughs> I was like about to get into nursing and stuff, and I actually like veered off of that path. You about to be a nurse? Nurse, yeah. A nurse, a, a, a yeah. male nurse. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was about to hear nurse, bro. I was yeah. about to do the whole thing, like, and then I was just like, yo, this doesn't feel like 
it's me. I was definitely doing it just for the money. And then my parents were like, yo, this is guaranteed stability. Yeah. So I, so I get that part. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was just like this. I'm not feeling it. Like, it's. I feel like there's something more I want to do and it should be in, in line with something that I love. I think, yeah, yeah I think a common trait amongst crea um, just creatives, uh, whether it's in clothes, no matter what medium, whether it's clothing or uh, videos or music, uh, I find it all in, a, in the creative field. Um, it's kind of thinking that there's more, there's more out there for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's the always like some sort of like tug at your soul that's just like, yeah. You can't just settle for like, you know, um, uh, a high level manager. I've seen high level managers quit because they want to go make YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you, know, you know, maybe they're successful at it. Not everybody can do it, but they, they leave it just because it's, it's their passion. Yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's something that kind of, you know, Napoleon Hill said in Think and Grow Rich, it's like you have a burning desire, and that that's also part of, like, why the logo is the way it is, is because, yeah. like, it's, it can feel like a burden, too, because it's like it's not going to leave you. You're always going to want to, that, that'll always be in the back of your mind, like, whether you pursue it or not. Some people are just like, oh, I could have been this, or I really wanted to be a musician, but, you yeah, know, bro. I did, yeah, so... I remember hearing that one of the biggest regrets isn't like, or one of the biggest, uh, I think it's one of the biggest regrets. I'll put the quote up or something, but it's like <laughs> right. the biggest regret is not having done something that you've always wanted to do in life. Like yeah. thinking back, it's worse to regret than having done and, and not. Even if you fail, at least you try. You, go. <laughs> you yeah. got That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Anyways, uh, I was going to talk about how um, I get, I see a lot of like positive messaging in like your, uh, like say your Instagram, just your Instagram stories, like uh, whether it's you know the art that you're fucking with that day or mm -hmm. that moment in time, just kind of throw it up mm -hmm. or uh, a quote that you saw that you that resonates with you, you kind of post it. Yeah. Do you always kind of carry that that? Uh, I, don't know, I see positivity when I see it at least. Hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do, honestly. Like I'm like if this kind of you know because it's not easy to you know try to take that risk on yourself and try to do what you love right so i think if i see a message that kind of resonates with me i'm like there's got to be somebody else out there who 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 messes with that too and uh i hope that you know if they are going through my story or something it at least there's like gems in there that i can at least pass along like yeah. if it's not directly from me at least it's something i heard from another great or something like that that i can at least help to brighten somebody else's day yeah yeah and i think yeah. that's a common trait that i see in a lot of successful people like uh the successful artists are the ones that put their heart and soul into songs that like go on and other people feel that mm -hmm. then they connect with it so yeah even if it's you know just scrolling through instagram and seeing something that you um feel within that moment and knowing that like you went through it maybe there's somebody else that's going to read that and feel something in that moment when they read it too uh that's like a common trait that i i, I noticed that's like, that's dope um, so yeah, I guess behind the scenes, you were talking about kind of what inspires the graphics, and I guess you mentioned a little bit of it now. Um, it's very like sleepless minds. I guess first impression. Uh, what do you think that people see uh, when they see your designs for the first time? Like when they see all the clouds and mm. the name Sleepless Minds. Like, um, what do you think that their first impression might be? It's interesting because I feel like there's two aesthetics that I'm kind of playing with. One is the original 
logo that I showed you. Yeah. Um, for that one, a lot of people, it can be from, like, kids to parents. Some parents are like, oh, I'm, a, I'm sleepless, too, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> taking care of these damn kids and, like, working and doing all that. So they, they resonate with that um, without me having to say anything a lot of the times when mm. I'm doing pop-ups. When it comes to the clouds, though, um, it's, like, a feeling of, like, like childlike yeah and, uh, like you know like optimism and and just just feeling a feeling of light lightness like a sort of like you know the simpler times when yeah. you have to worry about bills and you're just like <laughs> i'm just gonna link up with my homies and play outside all day like that's the feeling i'm trying to bring back and the clouds kind of represent that daydreaming aspect like keeping your heads in the head in the cloud in the clouds because for sure. That's where you get some of the dopest ideas sometimes. For sure. Comes from, you you took it right out of my mouth, bro. Uh, simpler times when we didn't have to pay bills. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> no cap. But, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I get. And that's what I love about it, too. It's... Um, for me, my thing this year is... Uh, like, I went to Disneyland earlier this summer. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to do a lot of, like, uh, child... I don't know if I want to call it child-like activities, but... Things that you would do, like, to, to feed your inner child. Yep. Maybe your parents would have taken you back then to... Yep you know help curate your imagination or whatever it might be mm-hmm. but i'm trying to do a lot of those type of things that like um and still live within my childhood i hear that and that's s- important bro. and so seeing a lot of these that's what it gives me it gives me you know like um not childish but um you know living within that that time where when things were simpler yeah yo you've been to that super mario world Bro, like no, yo, I didn't. I want to go so bad, yo. Is that in California? Where is that? I think it's in California. Damn. I think it is, yo. We'll have to make one more stop. <laughs> yeah, pop in real quick. I'm trying to still trying to meet somebody who's been like, just tell me how it was, please. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but I I had a great time in Disneyland. It was honestly like, I really felt it. it was like I wasn't. I was there with my girlfriend, and we were just there riding the rides as though say we were. Kids, I guess, yeah, but we too. had like we had fast pass, you know. Maybe we like sit a little bit before we pulled up. It was yeah. one of those things, you know, like as adults having fun. Yeah, um, best, you went to LA sometime recently, yes. or you have you been spending a lot of time in Cali? Or? I've been trying to go, trying to go back and forth. Uh, I'm trying to make it more frequent. Okay. Yeah. 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 Have you met a lot of people? A lot of like, um, I guess, in your space that you're able to like. Uh, I don't know how much you can really collab or what you even want to say, but. Have you met, met a lot of people while you've been out there? Or? Definitely. Um, I'm still trying to get to that point where I'm building that network of, of people and homies and, uh, you know, new relationships down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to take a little more time, but I've definitely met some amazing people. Yeah. there's a lot of potential for sure. So I yeah. saw, I was scrolling one day and I see a clip of you, uh, Ray Shremmerd, uh, yeah. Mike Will. Yeah. All the, <laughs> Tell me about that day. Tell me about how how that kind of came to be. Yeah, so that was in Atlanta. Uh, we went to Atlanta for this art show, the Black Boy Art Show. Okay. Uh, my homegirl Bree, she showed me that. She sent me this thing. She's like, "Yo, they're doing this, and you should you should probably like check That's it out. Up. It's gonna be lit." So I was like, Real "Okay, one. you know what? Take this risk. Let's do it." So went down there. It was a super dope event. Yo, tell me how like where the last people to pack up. It's me. Uh, Bree's helping me and there's two other people packing up their booth and the whole space is kind of empty, right? Right. All of a sudden, this entourage kind of comes in. <laughs> 15 and, dudes around the yeah, corner. <laughs> and they're just coming through the space. It's like this big warehouse space, but there's also this like mysterious like side room that's kind of blocked off. But okay. like, if you walk past it, you'll see like a random like old school whip and like some art on the wall and stuff okay. like that. It's like, okay. So 
we come in, and then all of a sudden I see, like, Sway Lee. I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> no, that's not. And it was him. And then, like, him and, like, some You're other people. You're holding your clothing, like, in that moment? Bro, like, I'm, like, packing, halfway packed up. I put everything back on the rack. <laughs> yo, we're <laughs> yo, Put everything back. This is a private shopping experience. That's what's So up. they came through um, uh, one of their homies, Trey, who's been, like, super dope. We're still, like, connected, and he's been, like, he was the most, he was going crazy over the stuff. He was trying to get sway. He's like, yo, check this out. Like, this shit's crazy. Yeah. And, like, showing them all and stuff. So he was a real one for that. Like, really just like, yo, this shit's fire. And then Mike Will came over. Um, he liked this one other Pepsi jacket. He bought that for him and then their DJ. And then uh, there was another sale we made. And we were just chopping it up for a bit, bro. But it was, it was surreal. It yeah. was surreal. I was like, yo. And that's one of those things where, like, it just perfect timing yeah you can't even couldn't put have been any more per- like if we left earlier or whatever if we weren't on black people time we would have missed <laughs> that <yo. laughs> oh god yo, i guess that's the one time where, okay yeah you right. pull up a little bit late you gotta take a little bit more time to clean up but exactly you know but you yo, never know who might might pull up it was like after that then they all just kind of like reconvened into the side room mm-hmm. and then bro you start hearing like Mike Will's like making a beat from scratch. Like you start hearing him like make whipping up something, and it was fire too. I was like, oh. "That's incredible! That's this incredible! Is, this is crazy!" So, what yeah. drew them? Like, uh, do you, did they say like what kind of pulled them into what they were seeing? Like, was it the the Pepsi, um, like guess the varsity type jackets that they saw and were like, "Yo, like I kind of want that." Yeah, it was it was definitely the the NASCAR jackets that got them. Gotcha. And they saw the the clouds and the patchwork, and they're like, "Oh snap!" Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they were definitely fucking with those. That's what's up. And um, I guess, yeah, wow. That's did you end up like connecting, or were you able to like stay connected? Did you get, like a uh, I guess a repost in any case? Like, were they anything of that sorts? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a couple dope, stories here, uh, Trey, who, like, was really, like, hype about it, he, like, has, he made some, like, posts about it as well, and went out of his way, mm-hmm. like, he said, uh, they also got it in a music video as well, one of the jackets, too, That's so, dope, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. Uh, have you been back to Atlanta since that time, or? Nah, I'm dying to go back. I'm trying to go, yo, what, what do you recommend back. in Atlanta, like, well, when you were there, like, anything to eat, or anything to do? Man, I can't even think, um... I gotta go back. Let me know later. I, I'm gonna hook you up with a list for sure. Because I'm gonna go for back. Sure. I need to know where the eats are, where the yes. oxtail rice yes. is, all that stuff. When mm. I go, um, what goes into making some of these coats? Like, how many hours are you putting in? Uh, if you even like recollect something like that, like 45 minutes for not playing. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> no, it's a like, mass produced. Thing. A jacket can take like it can take up to a month, sometimes longer, depending on like where i'm at in life yeah what else is going on but, uh-huh. or just to come up with some of the inspiration yeah um i've had times where i've rushed it and i'm like this sure i did it but i didn't feel as satisfied with it so yeah I now it's that. like I, i'm trying not to rush the process but i'm also trying not to you know pr- procrastinate at yeah the same time, it's but. one of those things because you want to make sure you put your most like delicacy in like because you might have like high clients such as that where you know they are buying it for the quality mm, you put into and i want it to be really in, really intentional um so yeah it can take up to like a month maybe a little longer to be honest with you mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day i feel like it's always standing back it's worth the wait in the process i'm like oh like you really got to remind absolutely. yourself to trust the process absolutely but once it's done you're like okay i it was it was worth the wait 
Yeah. Now, I particularly remember uh, seeing a photo of you, and there were like, I don't know how many models there were behind you, but they were all, they all had one of the, like, your pieces yep. of clothing on. Yeah. Uh, what was that? It was at the fashion show, the African Fashion and Art Movement, yep. AFAM. Yeah. Um, that photo alone just goes to show, like, I was, I don't know what it is if it's when it comes to all clothing um, creative directors or whatever else it might be. Seeing that photo, it tells the story of like what they kind of like each piece you're seeing it just in the one photo and mm. you're getting to kind of see all the, the how this one relates to that one and how this one how it's all a collection and I was yeah. highly impressed by that um, how did you kind of find that you were ready to present your clothing in that way mm. like like on a on a in a fashion show or whatever else it might be uh, I would say it started it started like it was very humble beginnings with fashion shows like um, I'm trying to remember what my first first one was, but again, it I, it comes back to community, like uh, just being put on, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just somebody seeing something in what I was doing and being like, "Yo, you should you should like bring your stuff." And yeah, so it was one of those. I remember Van City Street was a thing a few years back, um, and they really put me on. They showed a lot of love. Yeah, um, and then. Yeah, I'm, that's a good question. I really gotta like. Yeah. Look, like, what the first? Um, oh, my uh, homegirl uh, Christine. Um, she's now living in Morocco, but she Damn. she definitely yeah she's doing her thing too. Uh, she threw together um, a uh, a fashion show at Fortune. Oh, okay. And that was one of the ones that really like. It was like a solo show situation, right. but it, it really gave me that confidence, like. Yo, this is possible, and like to have all the models and friends support and and stuff like that. It was it was amazing. So shout out to Christine for sure for that one. Yeah, and yeah. It, I guess it takes a lot of courage because your work's being presented to all these people like in in the room at the same time, and yeah. it's up to interpretation at that point. Like I'm, for sure. I haven't seen. Uh, well, actually, I I have seen some crazy fashion shows, but for the most part, people are respectful. Um, but they're taking in what you've spent months and months yep. creating so yeah. uh, big ups for that honestly when I saw that I was like okay he's like fully in this there's no doubt <laughs> like, you can't doubt it at that point and I've seen like a, a bunch of people that you had uh, anybody notable or I guess everybody notable but um, did you just have like some of your friends that were walking for you or how did your selection process yeah with AFAM they actually have a whole model roster gotcha so they kind of assign models for each each designer in a way mm-hmm. and then you can kind of mix and match and stuff like that um, and then one of my homies I got in there too was uh, my boy Tony Ramirez oh uh, okay. he's a homie that I, I perform with as well like dance wise right so um, we got him in there too and that was that was dope it was, I think it was like his first runway experience so yeah and, super hype about that. and I guess we'll get into a little bit later but Tony's also um, he's involved in your role when it comes to dance as well yeah. is that the case yeah okay so we'll, we'll definitely jump back to that we'll talk a little bit more about right. Tony um, Battle of the Brush that's one yes. thing. I guess by the time this comes out, you may have already completed that. Mm-hmm. But tell me a little bit about what that is. Like, yeah. So um, my boy Andre, he's uh, he has his his uh, ethos is goes by the name of uh, passion and desire. Okay. Um, he's an, an amazing artist uh, in in Vancouver. He does like two D and three D work. Um, but he actually hit me up about it. And he was like, yo, it'd be cool to like team up and, and do this thing. The theme is villain, so we're just 
on our like demon times so yeah with this piece <laughs> you know to really trying to like bring out that energy but yeah yeah, yeah honestly props to him because he 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 hit me up with that opportunity and uh yeah i had to jump on it right away yeah. and so what's the competition what will it consist of do you know like are you guys just going to be painting yeah and i guess what is it for charity is it like the best one wins what as the yeah essentially it's uh the best one wins you win a cash prize you got 80 minutes to do your thing wow okay blank canvas yeah okay canvas and you're you're battling against like other artists other duos doing their thing at the same time nice yeah. nice so it's my first art battle honestly like this is the first time i'm go doing it the, competitively go so. for the dub bro let's go I cheer for you I cheer let's for go. you that's what's up that's what's up um i remember one of the i had heard much about you beforehand but i remember particularly the first time where i was like damn like this guy's really doing his thing um, is when I saw uh, the picture of the Canucks jersey that you designed um, with, like, I think it was one of the players on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, uh, for anybody that maybe doesn't know the story about how that, uh, how that essentially came about and how you ended up designing one of the, or I guess the Black History Month jersey for the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, they hit me up out of the blue like at least to me like i was they hit me up in the dms on instagram and mm-hmm. i'm like this isn't this is the real canucks page or whatever and i checked and it was i was like oh shit so they basically asked if i wanted to you know uh they presented me with the opportunity mm-hmm. and they said that like yeah some people from our team have seen your work and we think that it would be dope to collaborate with you and i of course had to say yes so wow I was like, yo let's let's get it so yeah it was a series of meetings uh an nda so i couldn't like tell any of the homies yeah like all <laughs> on the low low but the whole time i was just like yo y'all don't even know yeah <laughs> that's um, crazy yeah so it was an interesting experience uh being able to do that with a, a bigger brand like that and to really see how how it works and right and, right yeah yeah. And I guess what was the, 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 I guess they released it, was it first they released it on social media or was it on February 1st? Because it released, um, it was for the whole month of February, right? Yeah, so they, they dropped the picture first mm-hmm. and then that's, that was kind of what gave, uh, that's how they first like showcased the design essentially. Right. Yeah, and then, and then we got to see it on the ice like in physically and that was, that was crazy. How did that, that feel? Like, because I don't know if there's many tales of people just from the city that got to design the the jersey or the specialty jersey. You're like one of, I don't know, a very probably a very small group of people. Like, um, how was it telling your family about? You know, are you from? Have you always lived in Vancouver or? Um, I was born in the East Coast, so okay, Nova Scotia, but pretty much raised out here my whole life. Um, so yeah, like the Canucks was something that like. You know, my my family like we were watching that when we were really little. As like, a youth, bro, just yeah, watching yeah, the games, yeah, watching that, and like before I started getting to basketball, like me and my little brother would just like you know play hockey, yeah, so. stick, uh, yeah. stick hockey, for yeah, sure. exactly, exactly. Um, so it was it was definitely like a proud moment for my family. My my parents were super proud, yeah. Um, and we got to go to the game and everything, and they mm-hmm. saw like how much they were like hyping up the jersey and they were like they were just lit up they're like yo this is 
this is surreal. My mom's like, when's the next one? I'm yeah. like, hey, <laughs> let me work on that. It's in the works. For sure. Yeah, so. I know a lot of people that kind of start off doing something in their field that, and I'm not saying this maybe in your case, but uh, where family maybe doesn't, uh, they wish for the best for you, so they want you to jump into something, like you said, a little bit more stable. For sure. Um, for sure. Was that a moment where they were like, okay, we can see how... Definitely. Yeah? Definitely one of those moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about how that how that feels, too. Like, how, you know, you're seeing something materialize in front of your, fa- in front of your face. Man. It was crazy. Like, it just felt like... It just felt like it was... It was a confirmation that I'm perhaps on the right path. Like, I received confirmation before from the homies in the community and right. all that stuff, right? Yeah. But, doing that it was just like oh there's bigger eyes on this than i thought yeah and it it kind of it gave me a sense of pride but also a sense of even bigger responsibility as well right yeah and it definitely comes with it because like you say there with especially with sports teams these are high represent representation uh franchise and organizations so they're not trying to look for the person that's you know um, just doing it just to do it they're looking for people that are serious that understand the process that comes with things and can hold the brand up mm-hmm. as high as they would hold it up being Facts. being just themselves so that's that's dope that's Facts. really uh, honestly I, I can see like I said before like that was when I was like okay this like he's doing his thing for real for real and then I um, it might have even been that moment as well as kind of Maybe I'll jump into, I'll talk about maybe a little bit later when it comes to the acting, what I saw on TV. And I was like, okay, all right. When is it that you started? Uh, Was it something that you've kind of always, have you always been immersed in the dance world or did you kind of take it on maybe a little bit later? Um, I'd say I definitely took it on a little bit later. Um, I first saw my homie do the moonwalk for the first time, which was the first time I seen it in person. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like... That'd that'd be the move. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I didn't know I knew anybody who even knew how to do this. Like, I I made him, like, I forced him to teach. I was like, you have to teach me this before you go. Yeah. Taught me the basics, and I was, like, super, like, trash at it. Yeah. Bro, after that, I was just in the kitchen with the socks, just, like, yeah. practicing every single day. I was obsessed. A I was show. obsessed. A show. I was like, I got to make this look like the way MJ's doing it. And then after that, it was just, like, it pushed me more into discovering more about, like, I'd watch his, like, live shows. Okay. I'd seen his music, like, couple music videos, but the live shows was right. where he'd just go off. Mm-hmm. So I was studying that. Um, that was kind of my introduction to street dance, honestly. Right. Uh, I'd see, like, he'd be doing, like, certain moves, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what popping is. Okay? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm seeing some, okay, that's hip-hop and all that. So, um, yeah, honestly, like, I was just, I was just like, studying him. And then I went to, I moved to Ghana for three years when I was in grade eight. Okay. Um, so that kind of, like, put everything to a halt. <laughs> I was just, like, you know, studying, you know, school, all that stuff. Yeah. And then I came back, and then that's when I really started to pick it up again. I, I learned about the twins, less, less twins. Less um, twins, yeah. okay. Oh, if you haven't checked them out. I haven't bro. checked them out. Bro. Is that, like, uh, tell, me, tell me about them. Like, where they they from? are insane. They're from Paris. Okay. Um, and they're street dancers, but they were battling and going through that circuit and everything. But like I saw this, there was this one viral. Like when people were actually on WorldStarHipHop.com, yeah. yeah, this video was viral, and it was just them in the studio after teaching a class, and they're just they're just freestyling to some music that would be so hard to like yeah. dance to, but they're catching all these beats, and then they're in sync at the same time, like oh, but it's okay, freestyle. Okay, yeah. 
So it's just like, yo, like, what am I witnessing right now? And I gotta check them out. Go, they're they they're at a point right now. They've won so many battles and have made their way up the ladder that they're like touring with Beyonce right now. Wow. So okay. they're on her. They're touring with her for the second time, uh, but they still battle and just destroy people. It's insane. Wow. It's wow. Insane. So one of my favorites, and but the thing about them that I love the most is that they were able to move to the music in a way that like you would never think but it's so accurate to the way it sounds right. and the way that they interpret it and yeah they, the, the emotionality and the character that they would bring to their movement was just like it was like next level so yeah um, that kind of like brought that spark back once i came back to canada and okay. i was just like okay i'm i'm definitely i haven't lost my love for dance at all like, yeah. i just picked it right back up and mm-hmm. started working on my own stuff in my own style so I guess that's where I guess Tony comes into the picture, right? Yes. Yeah. This was um, actually it's uh, how many years ago now? Maybe four years ago is when I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with uh, I was in a group called Immigrant Lessons at the time. It was like a dance. sorry, what's it called? Immigrant Lessons. Immigrant Lessons. <laughs> yeah, it was a dance collective. <laughs> okay. Um, and we're just all from different parts of the world and stuff. So we're all like you know doing that. We're rehearsing at Robson Square. And then I see this one homie, he's like kind of in the corner doing his thing, practicing. Right. But I'm hearing the type of music he's dancing to uh-huh. and like the moves. I'm like, yo, this is, this is, his music is fire. And I'm like, he's playing one or two songs that I've like heard before. And like, this is, these are like SoundCloud songs, like no right. mainstream, just like, you know? And I'm like, yo. So after we were done rehearsal, I walked over, I was like, yo, like, you're fucking dope like yo you want to battle so we just did like two rounds on the spot that <laughs> on the spot and then that was, we just became homies after that and he said that that was like he moved here from mexico he wasn't really like he was kind of like bored and like didn't really have much of a community and mm-hmm. then, like that was his first day going to practice at robson and then we bumped into each other and then we just became homies from that day like after and like that was that you know? that's crazy yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. sometimes just like moments like those like you can't you can't write that you can't write that in it or you maybe you can write that in a movie but like you can't make it out like that's yeah. sometimes just how connections happen in that sense it's a very quick yo yeah let's get it on and next yeah. thing you know this is like a lifelong exactly. partner or friend it's crazy how it happened so you guys then went on and did the afomad festival is that yes. how you say it yeah yeah afomad yeah, yeah. okay um what's that is that like a festival i guess it's a it's um, like an African heritage music and arts festival. That's dope. Okay, um, in Vancouver, mm-hmm. BC here. Okay, and they brought out like Burner Boy and other artists as well. Wow. Okay, um, but yeah, and then they also hold their own like separate festival right. uh, once a year, and yeah, we got invited to to come perform, and so yeah, we worked on a whole new piece, did rehearsals, and kind of kind of did our thing and and presented it at the festivals. It was a lot of fun. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I know that Vancouver's making a, a, a well, they're you're seeing evidently like more of an effort to do more programming like festivals and community community events like that, and that's really where I think with this uh, street dancers and and some of those uh, um, art forms really come in, in importance, especially when it comes to community. So for sure, um, for I sure. think there's no better place than Vancouver than to kind of get into. Would you say that that Vancouver is one of the best places to kind of get into the street dance, or are there other cities in the world where? I'd say there's definitely other cities. Okay, we're still our community is like still growing. Um, we do get a lot of international dancers coming through, but you still got like Montreal. Their dance community is huge. Mm-hmm. The, the battles they have are like 
big like main stage type stuff right okay uh, toronto's big and then you got seattle but we got a, like a tight-knit community up here yeah, yeah, yeah definitely i yeah. i think that uh in, in various different forms you have like a I don't know about small, but I would say more of like a tight knit community when it comes to uh, music or dance or mm-hmm. a lot of those things in in BC or in Vancouver. So yeah. that's dope to hear. I'm I'm glad to hear that, the, and I hope to see more for the community when it comes to street dance. I think that Definitely. that's you know people like you like you're evidently you're meshing culture, you're meshing clothing, you're meshing you know different things into it. So that's it's of most importance. Um, I guess jumping on to uh, acting now, now you're also, I guess, in, um, well, you have representation, talent management, uh, Mogid? Yes, Mogid Talent. Mogid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, When did you first get connected with them? Were they your first agency or? Um, Yeah, first ones. Basically, go by Webster Talent. Uh, There's two two people and they kind of split up. Right. Um, But I'm with Maureen at Mogid Talent and yeah, she's she's definitely held it down from day one. Mm-hmm. Me and two of my younger brothers have been signed with her from day one. Uh, my mom is signed with her now too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> my dad's working on it too, yo. He's For sure. Booked one or two here and there. So. All you gotta do is just do a little audition here yeah, and there. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. You never know, man. You might just get called up. Next thing you know, you're front and center on a Coca-Cola commercial. Yeah. Like, you never know. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, yeah. Have I, I guess you've uh, been provided like a number of opportunities with, uh, while working with them. Is that the case? Definitely, definitely. I wouldn't be doing. Uh, commercials or any acting at that level if it wasn't for them for sure yeah. for sure I now the, the the other time that I was going to say that I had first seen and I was like okay he's on it um, were you on an ICBC commercial yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first off uh, we were talking about ICBC on the way here talking about F the, F the boys but yeah, tell me yeah. a little bit uh, how you first uh, or I guess how you were hit up and how you learned that you were doing an ICBC commercial and I'll play a little bit, bit of it here in case people haven't seen it a little bit about what I guess the campaign was for yeah it's just for distracted driving so <laughs> <laughs> you could say it didn't take much acting for me on my part but <laughs> but yeah it's just um, whenever you get auditions it's usually like a vague title it's like project drive or project yeah amazing. And you're like, I have no idea until you get to the audition room and they're asking you to like or pretend you're just you know driving or pretend you're just like passing this package or whatever mm-hmm. and then you actually find out what it's for you're like oh shit yeah yeah so yeah it was just like yeah, just pretend you're you know driving you look down at your phone you look back up at the road and you're like just going back and forth and that was pretty much the audition walked yeah. out and I was like hey I guess my people will be in touch with your people or whatever the case <laughs> and, then, and then I got the gig later uh, a couple weeks later and yeah that's dope that's dope how many of your homies hit you up after like bro I just got here with the $370 ticket <laughs> yo where's a lifetime you know ITBC grace uh, I, I, I wish I got some sort of deal off of that but you know yeah like one free one free incident yeah uh, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> don't drive with your phones yeah. hey, no, 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 public not. service announcement <laughs> But that's dope. So that's, I guess, the one that I had foreseen. I was like, dang, like, ICBC, that's impressive. Um, what are some of the other, uh, I guess, appearances that you've made? Um, shoot. I did, like, I've done two Amazon gigs. 
I recently did uh, two uh, Dairy Queen spots. Nice. Um, what else, yo? Just a uh, Stouffer's Pizza, Little Caesars. Nice. Uh, HP laptops. He's busy, y'all. Yeah, that's, the resumes. <laughs> the resumes getting. It's getting big. It's getting that's big. that's cool, man. I'm yeah. glad you're kind of in the world. Um, did you do a project called Plaza Two? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Was, that was that was uh, condos in Siri. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I guess I had seen. I didn't know exactly what it meant in the Instagram post, but it was like a a not so real broadcast. Is it, was it like an actual CTV broadcast or was it like a, a spoof or? It was supposed to be like a spoof of like a '90s like Full House type type like sitcom okay so they filmed it like it was a sitcom like the intro and everything right um just you know them, them finding creative ways to promote these two towers that were coming up so we did plaza one and then plaza two was the second Fuck yeah, yeah yeah nice yeah so i played this kind of like urkel sort of character with the flip glasses, <laughs> and, every the flip glasses. and everything yeah man. i'm dead i'm dead <laughs> and uh that was a lot of fun yeah any other i know that um was it your had your brother because your brother is also in acting as well yeah was so, he in Riverdale uh, or is that another show I'm thinking of that I'm mixing up oh he did fakes um, oh okay it's a it's a CBC CBC show where they um, basically it's talking about like a true story about how these two girls managed to get these fake ideas IDs made and they're kind of running a whole like hustle and everything but they're just in high school and stuff so my little brother Eric, uh, shout out to Eric, because first of all, he he's the one who first uh, wanted to get into acting in the family. So oh, okay. He got our, our agent's attention at his like showcase at the end of his like acting workshop class right. thing, and then that's how the rest of us got in. So mm-hmm. notable mention, but yeah, he got his first recurring like fully recurring role, like I think eight out of ten episodes on Fakes, and yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember if he did do Riverdale at some point. I could be forgetting, but it's either him or my youngest brother who did something. Like yeah, that. yeah, man, the whole family's working. That's a I. I remember. I I hear a lot about that now. Like how parents will say, "Nah, I'm definitely like putting my um, like newborn daughter and having her represented by Italian agency because everybody's gonna get a check yeah. in this household. Like, <laughs> everybody's gonna do something. Yeah. But um, yeah. I guess it's like an ethical means of modeling for newborns or whatever. Yeah, my mom like. kind of when they first got here, we were like really little and so they're like, oh, like they thought about it and somebody approached them, but mm-hmm. like they never, they never fully like signed any paperwork and they're kind of iffy about it and they left it and then. Years later, my little brother's like, "Yo, I want to do this." Bro, I remember them agencies back then that would hit. Uh, I think it was like a Canadian thing, yeah. where there were these agencies that would hit you up and be like, "We think you're perfect. Like, we think we we could see you on a show like iCarly or <laughs> this or that. Like, why don't you come here? We like find a way to represent you. We sign you and we let you know if there's a, any opportunity." I think there was an agency. I don't remember exactly what their name was, but they was on some scheme. Yeah. I, think. I don't. I don't remember what it was. I'll try to remember, but there was. I, I wouldn't be surprised, yo. I would not be surprised. People be trying to make a quick buck. Everybody saw them. Like, do you remember the next star? Did you ever? Were you ever? Was that, in, the, was that a? That was singing. 
That's like a show, right? The yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a Canadian YTV yeah. show where they <laughs> go to every city and the lines around the block of all these oh, people yeah. that want to learn how to uh, that want to sing. It's Yo. like American Idol, but for kids. Yeah. yeah. Yo, that's taking me back. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were trying to teach a lot of these kids until, and I guess rightfully so, and maybe that's why we have so many creative people in you know different spaces now, mm-hmm. but they were pumping a lot of hope into a lot of these kids saying, you are going to be the next Miranda Cosgrove. Yo, we see right. you on iCarly. Like really? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> next uh, thing you know. <laughs> I guess maybe a couple of them went through. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yo, it's a lot of rejections. I'll tell you that much. It's yeah, a, you got to build some tough skin. It's like you'll 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 get a lot of no's, or sometimes you'll audition and they won't even tell you no. You just the date for the filming will pass, and you'll just realize, well, I didn't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get so close, you'll get a call back and they'll be like, hey, hold these dates. You know, you're one of the last people that they're like deciding on, and then like even then you won't get like they won't tell you. Uh, bro, it'll pass, and then they'll be like, "Yo, like, did I get it?" Like, oh no, they release you. It's like, well, somebody <laughs> say something. Like, I'm out here, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out here waiting, trying to book off work. Maybe hopefully they can sign that into the new uh, the new collective bargaining agreements because so. some notification like, "Hey, I, you didn't get it," would be bro, nice. You like, know? just let me know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even with that, it's like it just you just build Tuscan and you're like, hey, gotta get up, dust yourself off, and do it again, you know? Yeah, nothing else you can do. <sighs> nah, man. What do you see for yourself coming up? I guess um, we're on just about the, the fourth quarter of 2023 now, jumping into 2024. Whenever this comes out, I guess will be before 2024. Um, but what would you what do you see next uh, for yourself coming up next year? Anything that maybe something that you can't talk about? Maybe things that you can maybe see if it's like a new year's resolution mm-hmm. kind of perspective um for sure i i would say um that's a good question i'll say like just creating more original pieces okay um, i've done the hoodies and shorts and stuff like that but i want to do more cut and sew pieces okay uh i want to take some of my inspiration from these nascar jackets and vintage pieces i've been working with over the years and start creating it from scratch like from the ground up Mm -hmm. uh so that would be my that's what i'm most excited for for next year and that's currently in the works so right right playing around with samples and stuff like that do you see yourself um because of course you're like a multi-faceted talent are you do you see yourself still kind of da- uh, dipping in a uh, foot in each of these different fields or do you ever foresee yourself like locking in on whether it's uh, sleepless minds or uh, your acting side of things for maybe a couple months like do you see anything of that sort or is it just kind of keep your feet uh, wet in all the areas that you're in man i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going like doubling down in all of it and probably adding some more <laughs> there you go that's what's up yeah, that's what's up yeah. so Expect to see this guy's face more, a little bit more than you have before. <laughs> that's what's up, that's what's up, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. We've been, Yo, you know how long you've been trying to lock bro, this in for? we've been trying to make this happen. I appreciate you coming through. Absolutely, bro. Uh, we're going to put some more B-roll of the studio up here, maybe to wrap this up. But this is a dope space. Um, is this open to the public at all, or is this kind of like a, your closed uh, no, workspace? No, no, I love having people come through, you know what I'm saying? It's for the public. People come through sometimes just chill, play some video games. Mm-hmm. And just vibe all yo. Why don't you drop your Instagram or where they can see the address if they did want to come by? Yeah, um, website or whatever. Sleepless you got. Minds on Instagram, Minds with a Z or a Z, you know, depending on where you're watching from. <laughs> and uh, the Beaumont Studios, B E A U M O N T Studios. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's in Vancouver, BC. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you might be making your stops in different states here. So if you're watching from Los Angeles, you're watching from Atlanta or New York, wherever else, and you got a, you know, something for this guy, you know, send an email, shoot an email through on the Instagram. Um, he stays busy. So, you know, you can already expect that 2024 is going to be a big year for brother Jason, bro. Yeah, let's go. And thanks again for coming through on another episode of For the Record. Um, I've been your host, Christo.com. It's been a pleasure sitting here talking to you we don't keep these uh conversations going yo you know we have a a good time especially when we're here it's very uh you know i like learning a lot about you know people like you so um you can expect to see more of these coming up so hey. of course my name is christo.com hey jason in the building check this minds. check it out all the information in the description and we will see you guys next time peace uh,